GA Hour is sponsored by Paddy Power. Money back as a free bet on any championship match on live TV. If you're losing first goal scorer, bet gets a goal. And when I started running, I suppose I didn't stop. And when I got the chance to go, I said I'd stay going, so I opened up. We're only the small little fish out there, so we are, and uh, we're trying hard to make it through. But it's hard to get the breaks when you're the smaller fish. Because I love this county so much, you know. And it's just I'm delighted that the lads, the lads did it for the people of Waterford today because, like, I'm I'm heartbroken. All right, welcome along to the formerly known hurling show. It's the Camogie show today. Um, the fantastic uh, All-Ireland final. I think Camogie might have n- needed that. Laura Toomey is in the studio with me. Did Camogie need that? Definitely. Um, I think it's it, it could nearly be called a revival of Camogie there. It was definitely the most um, exciting game we've seen in recent years. And, you know, everyone watching it just thought that fast, free-flowing free, free game. And um, both teams just really put everything out there and, and provide an absolute spectacle for the day. I was reading a stat where Galway's halftime score of 3-7 would have won the last two finals and it would have drawn the one in 2016. Yeah, I actually just <laughs> uh, I, re- I read that earlier on. Like, it's kind of incredible to think that, you know, and it was the, the highest uh, score in final since... Um, I just think it was 2002 as well and um, it was just I think the, the three goals there's only been three goals over the last four years the last four finals in total yeah. and you know they had um, three within the first half and two within a, a three minute period as well so it just it gave that you know incredibly exciting vibe to the game and um, I suppose just reinvigorated the, the whole thing you know there it was and it needed reinvigorating though didn't it because yeah. the last two finals were let's be honest Boarfest and I know like yeah. in Gaelic football we have this huge media attention whenever there's a bad game if that happened in in the men's football there would be war you know like I mean in the camogie circles you must have been worried you know at the showpiece event not living up you know to what people want yeah like it was frustrating everyone involved players people watching as well and I know there's there's a lot of you know pointing to to the rules and that as to that they're contributing to the the stop start nature of it but I also think Galway and Kilkenny yesterday you know brought a different level a different intensity they just kind of it was so free flowing themselves that they nearly you know turned the game on itself and and the referee contributed to it as well he let a lot go and you know they were probably told to try and and make it as free flowing as possible and that really added to the game to the yeah. to the spectacle of the whole occasion he he likes a lecture that referee <laughs> I was looking at it yeah, going here. Yeah. I I don't like that kind of authority at all. Like I mean, he do, he wouldn't just give you a yellow card. You no, get he, a yellow he card to, and he a good lecture. Something about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think there were seven yellow cards given out in total. Like so, he definitely had seven uh, few talking points throughout, throughout the game. <laughs> and he loves hand gestures as well. It's a big dramatic. Yeah, kind I know. Of I'd say Sarah Durbin was getting the raw, the raw end of the, the Jeez, stick there yeah. with him a couple of times. Yeah. But uh, they they had a few little feisty moments there. They definitely did. Did you think she was under pressure because like obviously she got the yellow? And uh, well, I'll ask you now about the yellow. Mm. I thought that was a very harsh yellow mm. now I know shouldering isn't allowed in Camogie so maybe that was kind of feeding into it a little bit I would have thought in the men's game that was a f- more just it was a free out or a free back in for barging yeah. and that would have been it yeah I think you know in, in another game it, it could have been a free um, just for, for barging but I suppose there was a slight angle of, of the shoulder coming in there as well and with all the talk and you know um, spotlight around the, the rules and, and shouldering that I, I'd say 
um, you know it kind of was a 50-50 call and I suppose I don't, I don't think people would have looked at it too unfairly and said she's you know she's been shafted there but um, yeah. I think she kind of jumped into her a little bit she too. did like and it was a heavy tackle and you know Dalton fell down fairly flattened to the floor there as well so that probably added a bit to it as well you know yeah. um, but I think you know she, she she obviously was had to watch herself then for the rest of the game when she won or two other hairy she moments where she had, there was a free not long after that yeah. with Sarah Dervin and it was Ray Kelly the referee and in, in fairness to him that was an honest effort at getting the ball I know she was behind yeah. uh, was behind. it the one where she stepped on the, on she the foot she tripped her up yeah, yeah kind of but yeah. It was, it, there was, that was an honest effort at getting back I think yeah it, no it, I think so it was um, good refereeing not to give another yellow there yeah, I thought maybe she could have yeah and he could have easily you know in, in the in the take of it there just given that out immediately and that would have changed the game completely you yeah. know and you saw from the hurling final how that influenced the, the rest of the game but I think he, he made the right call there and you know she the, she's not a malicious player like and it was definitely a I think a, a fair tackle as, as well you know there was nothing in it like yeah there wasn't anything so in I, it I think yeah he made the right call there which was so we'll go know, easy important. on we'll go easy on Ray you did a good job <laughs> it was a bit negative on Ray there yeah, at the yeah, start yeah, yeah, yeah. come here so Kilkenny have now lost eight of their last nine finals Wow, that's an incredible stat. And Anne Downey stepped down this morning. So mm. she obviously won it in 2016 with them and they hadn't won it for 22 years. But they've gone down badly, I suppose, now the last three years. Two one-point losses, am I right? And yeah, then, and then, then the loss yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's obviously heartbreaking for them. And, and it's kind of ironic to say a team is going down badly when they've been in so many finals, five of the last seven. I think in the last one, they actually they lost, or they, they previously lost to Galway as well. You know, So this will be another kind of nail in the coffin for them. But um, like they, they, they've an excellent cohort of players there. And I suppose they've shown their resilience over the years in, in getting to that final every time. But you, you do have to question whether, you know, they're having trouble getting over that white line yeah. the, the last it's become couple a psychological of minutes like, thing yeah and I think you know they'll have to really dig deep now over the winter and, and, and have a serious think about um, their, their approach to, to, to next year you know but they do like they have an incredible panel there and I like they can't have any complaints about yesterday they're outworked they're outclassed all over the pitch their big players just weren't in the game for as much as they needed them there was just purple patches where you'd see you know and Dalton and um, Denise Gall and that they had points where they, they were excellent but it just wasn't consistent enough and Galway's um, pace and, and attacking style was just too much for them yeah no mm. I think it was um, we'll talk about the match in, in part two we won't get mm. too much into analysis are you surprised Dan Downey stepped down or is this kind of, it's just happened uh, today it's probably not a surprise yeah, no, I don't, yeah a couple of us were chatting after the game there yesterday and we were saying wouldn't we really be surprised to see her go you know three three in a row and I think there was kind of rumours of her you know possibly going last year but giving it one more year here so I think like she's you know th- she's a great relationship with the girls and I know that they've, they've massive respect for her there but I'd say it's probably maybe time for, for someone new to, to step in and try and just get them over the line now for next year and yeah. they, they have a lot of um, backroom selectors and, and, and background team there that you know are experienced with the team as well so you know they could get someone else in to, or else get someone there to drive it on yeah again. yeah promote from within mm-hmm. so, so the crowd was record breaking there seems to be record breaking every time there's an All-Ireland in Camogie or ladies football now there's a new record broken um, 24,730 which must have been great I know yeah yeah no it was, I, I was sitting in, in the Hogan's and I looked up to the screen and saw they were 230 off the, the 25,000 I was thinking could we not have got a couple of more school loads of kids in there to, to get that yeah. 25,000 well, round up right I know yeah that's sort of um, but no it was it was still amazing to see like you know for, uh, for a standalone final um 
and there was a great buzz in there and you know that's only going to continue to improve and like even the fact that Galway had two teams in, in both finals probably added to that a little bit there could have probably would have broken over that um, had there been another county involved but oh, yeah, um, true, true. you know um, it was excellent to see and I think that's only going to grow and improve you know over there especially with the the, the 2020 campaign and everything going on there as well. Like. Yeah. Well, if you get final, forget about the 2020 campaign. That's great. But mm. if you have finals like yesterday, yeah. it will grow organic. You know what I mean? That's yeah. that's what people want to watch. Exactly, you know, a good yeah. game like that. Yeah. And know? yeah, I suppose uh, even today, you know, talking to a couple of people who wouldn't be involved in Camogie at all, they're just mentioning saying, you know, I see saw that brilliant game on TV, and you know that word spreads like that, and then you yeah. end up getting people on, you know, into the games and, and more attracted to it. So yeah, now yeah, not running down to twenty by twenty, but uh, like I mean, I'm I'm more into <laughs> yeah. if the game is is really yeah. good. Like no, yesterday. it was a spectacle, and yeah. you know, it was completely um, a turn on tables from the last two years. So you know, it was, it was a great to, for everyone involved. Yeah, no, it definitely was. So Cahill Murray, I thought this was an interesting one because I was watching the intermediate. Uh, uh, final and I was yeah. looking at him going is that the, that's the senior manager and I'm yeah. like how the hell is this fella handling this and then like he's actually managing both teams I hadn't seen this before obviously the three games are on the same day Yeah, how was he doing this you I know, know? Yeah, like, I mean, yeah some man for one man and yeah. there was actually a, a debate as to whether you know would he leave a couple of minutes before the end of the interfinal you know and start preparing the, the seniors he couldn't because it was yeah. so close Yeah. Um, so I don't know he, he's uh, nerves of steel anyway but um, yeah I heard a, a st- um, an interview with him there during the week and he was saying you know they did an awful lot of obviously team training together with the two teams Like, but it's an incredible um, achievement for himself only coming in in the last uh, recent times as well yeah. you know, middle to, of to last year I think it was middle yeah. of last year like when Galway were very in, much in disarray and you know had the players and had the capability but needed someone um, very strong to, to pull them together so um, you know he's, he's done an amazing job there um, and I think he you know the, the fact that the the, got the second team lost I think he said it was mentioned in the, in the, ch- in the change room at half time you know that they can't afford even though they're up in the, in the senior game to let that slip like so he's probably drawn on both experiences from both games but I'd say it was a very stressful situation now for, for him yesterday getting you know even even changing your mind frame from you know one set of players to the other yeah. and just trying well, how, to How many meetings is that man in a week? <laughs> <laughs> like, he's never at home <laughs> How many video sessions does this lad have yeah. to do? Like think about think about what he's taken on it's incredible Yeah it's a mammoth task and I suppose he like he obviously has a lot of good people around him as well but yeah I, I w- wouldn't envy him I don't know no. if I'd be able to do one job on, on my own let alone two well that's it yeah and I don't know there's a little thing about the senior team just not having their manager around in the lead up to the match I would find that straight you know what I mean it's just a little bit unusual you know yeah I know yeah yeah they obviously you know they, they're they they're probably used to it now at this stage probably they would have had even with the league and you know that probably, I suppose have to get used to sharing him a little bit but yeah. they obviously have people around them as well that they're looking up to this different selectors and that that are driving the whole thing on as well and I suppose Galway they're very they're mature enough team they've a nice blend of experience and youth and the senior players around that team would have kind of driven the whole thing on yeah, yesterday yeah they like. probably would they would. They actually in 2013 they won both yeah, and Tony yeah. Ward was the manager of, of both of the two of them yeah, yeah as well yeah. and he I saw some quotes from him he says it's draining it's hard work no shit Tony it's definitely <laughs> I can imagine that's right you would be drained for a long time after it emotionally you know just yeah, like the, I've, yeah. I've never managed but I'm sure the kind of emotional investment in management watching a that's game could be more, more stressful, difficult like, yeah, yeah difficult. I know even for being injured at 
sometimes like it's it's harder definitely watching a game yeah. you know so um, but a couple of the really successful counties have had that like even when you think of Foddy Murray and the two Cork teams you know the intermediate and the senior team and you'd have to wonder I suppose like they're obviously working very very well together yeah um, oh the training together makes yeah, sense all that stuff the, makes the sense the logistical you know could be a nightmare at times but yeah um, I, I'd say he, he has himself very well set up there yeah match day I was actually going to talk to Cahill Murray we're talking to Ailish O'Reilly who seems like a real character so I'm looking forward to talking to her in part two but I rang Cahill Murray this morning and some woman answered his phone I don't know is she a county board official and she said to me we've just won an All-Ireland he's in a meeting he'll ring you back <laughs> so I was like okay, what, what right. did you respond well, I said, I, 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 no I was trying to plow her a bit you know and yeah, create yeah. some sort of relationship there so that she'd do me a favour it wasn't entertaining it wasn't entertaining you know? I wonder was that her uh, her standard response the whole year now about the All-Ireland but he's in a meeting <laughs> we'll respond could have been it yeah we've just won an All-Ireland he was probably sitting right beside her now so maybe, get, yeah. get him off yeah, the phone yeah, yeah. maybe they knew it was they're me they're very hard to pin down though <laughs> So 14, interestingly, 14 of the intermediates tugged out for the seniors after the intermediate, mm. you know, to bump up their squad or yeah, whatever as well, yeah. which I thought was uh, which I thought was interesting on all our final day. So it is like a big, inclusive, big, huge panel, I suppose, in that Galway. Yeah, you can actually see them all there, you know, um, sitting together in, in the um, the dugouts. Like, and, you know, it's nice to see that inclusivity and that togetherness and, you know, both teams, you know, there for each other, I suppose. And uh, like, it's great to have that that amount of numbers to, to call on um, yeah. during the day. And their, their subs did make a big impact as well. Yeah, they definitely did. Another one I want to ask you about is the goalkeepers wear the same jerseys as the outfield players. So I was watching the parade go around and I was thinking what the hell is the meaning of this how can how can the goalkeeper be in a, the same jersey what kind of confusion is this going to cause and I started thinking why do they wear different coloured jerseys and there's there wasn't too many reasons jumping to mind other than in the men's game you can't pick the ball or you're allowed the goalkeeper is allowed to pick the ball up in the small square yeah maybe for that confusion but that's not there no it's not in Camogie you can pick it up from yeah, everywhere obviously yeah it's yeah. always been the way as well and um, I suppose for us it's nearly you know we nearly ask the same question uh, yeah, you know, yeah. when you're seeing someone in a different coloured jersey but I suppose it's nice that you have that consistency within the team and, and there there aren't um, I suppose rules that are only going to apply to the goalie there in that capacity so that's kind of it's, it's always been the way and uh, hopefully, hopefully that won't change going forward yeah, <laughs> you give so enough to be contending with <laughs> you've enough to be given out about yeah, right yeah, okay, yeah we'll, that's we'll, it <laughs> we'll, get to, we'll get to the scorts in a while right no. <laughs> <laughs> so the Westmead had a brilliant win right so this game looked dead and buried at half time I was like geez, there's no way back for, yeah. for these at all and what a collapse by Galway like one point in the second half I don't think that did any wides and the point came in injury time and it's two All-Irelands in three years for Westmead so I, I, there was a great interview from Johnny Greville after the game he says you're not going to get a Jim Gavin out character. of me yeah so he was overjoyed and a little dig at Jim Gavin as well I thought that <laughs> was uncalled Jim Gavin for Gavin seen <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll get a good post-match interview now on, uh, on Sunday yeah well or, see, I, Saturday. I, I like an old dig at Jim Gavin myself from time to time but I was thinking there was no need for that with Jim Gavin there with that but uh, no Johnny, he he listen, he talked from the heart and it's his sister Pamela obviously and there's a brilliant stat um, about her that in 13 years Willow Callaghan had this on Twitter in 13 years Westmead have gone from junior B to senior mm. Pamela Greville leading the way throughout that rise up the ranks remarkable servant and delighted she had a big part in today's win I think her daughter yeah. was there as well it was just a, yeah, just a nice, a nice story yeah. yeah actually some stalwart for Westmead and you know they're very they, good still too isn't yeah, she yeah and they, they've like they've a lot of um, family relations on that team as well all the McGraths there's a lot of cousins and sisters and they're a very tight team they're very, there's a good bond there and they obviously have, have 
structure is well set in place in Westmead Camogie you know to, ha- to have won that, that junior and the intermediate now and now they'll be up senior in the next year is yeah. a pretty incredible testament to what they're what they're doing down there but yeah, uh, but yeah he, he spoke from the heart afterwards it was very raw it was lovely to see that, was, that emotion yeah. between love, the two of them we love those kind of interviews definitely <laughs> when you're when you're when you don't have any filter or anything like that so Kerry won the junior um, and I thought this was interesting that the team is made up entirely of clan uh, Morris players with one yeah. exception uh, I think Breed Horan's uh, Killard she's obviously under she's obviously young mm. because they have six underage teams I think so Camogie is obviously very growing in North Kerry we know that's a hurling stronghold um, but the whole team it's pretty much a club team that won the Junior All-Ireland so that's a fantastic achievement as well Yeah it's incredible for them I remember reading about that um, when they were actually trying to form that, that Kerry team a couple of years back and it, it was all driven from the players in, in that club um, you know they came together and said we, we want to represent Kerry and uh, I suppose it makes it even nicer for them going back now to the to the club you know it's going yeah, to be a no very <laughs> local affair there's not going to be any arguments about where no. they're going to go no. um, bar that, that one player but yeah it's nice to see and it's good to see the, the other six clubs being formed and you know yeah, and she's young she's no yeah. say that yeah she's she, 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 <laughs> she has to serve her time she a little just has bit to long. go and spend her time her week now in, in that club but there was another interesting one right so they beat Limerick in the final and Clonmorris uh, used to play in the Limerick Club Championships and I think this was a piece in the 42 I thought it was interesting so there was a big uh, controversy because they won it and then there was a big controversy about who would represent Limerick in Munster and I think Clon Morris obviously didn't get to represent them because they, they've dropped out of uh, playing in Limerick, in Limerick so now yeah, they just yeah. they just collect the county title yeah. they collect the county title every year It's a funny one it's kind of hard to get your head around but I suppose it, it could lead to a couple of uh, arguments and whatnot within the Limerick uh, the Limerick crew as well so I'd say it's probably the right decision for them to uh, to, to maybe drop out of that It definitely one. is and I think yeah. maybe in four or five years they'll have a thriving senior championship when, there, when, yeah, when, yeah. They, when they come up through the ranks yeah. Right we're going to finish off before we get into a little bit of match analysis with this Scorts business because I saw you've been very vocal on this. Don't get me in trouble again. <laughs> you get in trouble. There's a couple of different things with this, right? So let's just break down what a skirt is. <laughs> so to me, it's like a pair of bicycle shorts with a skirt attached around it. It's basically it in a nutshell, yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, I suppose it, it looks look lovely and comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> well, they are comfortable, and in the winter, I suppose they're they're warm. You a know, double layer. Yeah, the, you have the double layer, and a lot of players would actually wear the um, shorts, the tighter shorts underneath um, shorts in the winter. You know, for right. for warmth anyway. But um, that's essentially what it is, and actually, you know the. The, the ones we used to wear before are nearly skirts as well they just are, they were called skirts because they had a, a wraparound part around the front of it but they did have a pair of shorts attached in them okay. like it, it ultimately came from the longer flowing skirts from back in, in, in the back 1920s in the and, and 1930s like that's where the, the term skirts comes from but they haven't actually been worn in, in a long long time um, um, so it, it kind of has been skirts but skirts has only been the term that's been floating around the last 10 years or so okay. um, with, with the newer version of them I suppose and the, the issue is what that you the, is that you don't like being made wear them is that is that the issue you know here or that it's old fashioned woman has to wear a skirt yeah I suppose like it's uh, it's kind of putting um, women into a certain category again that like you have to wear a, a certain piece of clothing but it does come back from, from years ago you know when um, I suppose women were, were told what to wear on, on the pitch yeah. um, and I suppose the big thing is that players you know want to be able to 
um, where the same sort of clothes or, or shorts as, as anyone else you know the, the women the other women aren't being made wear skirts yeah. but I'm made wear shorts I have to wear shorts <laughs> well, I'd love to wear a if skirt if I told you you wanted to wear a skirt, <laughs> skirt. would you put it on I love these skirts I'd love to wear one <laughs> that's a, yeah, I don't believe that for a second but that's no. it so, so but it's a, it's a big thing is that like we, we don't train in them you know so yeah, um, yeah. I suppose well, you do get the odd person, the odd weirdo training in this rocking up to train <laughs> in a skirt. But uh, no, most players would train in shorts and then, you know, you're able to go to your match day and, and put on a, a, a skirt, essentially, you know. So it is, you know, it's all, it's all the little, the, the different things. But um, So why don't you do something about it then? It's very easy. You have a GPA, the women's GPA, and just mm. say, look, we're refusing as a panel to wear these, these skirts. We'd prefer to wear shorts. Um, you know, we wear them training. And we want to move on from this, you know, tradition. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, and there has, there, you know, various people are talking out about it and there is the rules review committee now, where I'd say will be brought up um, within that possibly trial and, um, you know, bringing in, wearing shorts. But uh, like, you can't play a match. You won't be allowed on the pitch otherwise, you know, if you come without, even in club championship, if you if you wear a pair of shorts, you, know, you can't play with The referee coaching. will say. Yeah, you can't. So, you know, it's a little bit out of your hands in that way. But yeah. I suppose as a team or just, as a county, yeah. as a unit, you know, there is, you know, scope to, to, to look together like that. But then, you, you know, you want to do it in, in a way that's um, positive and not going against the association. And, you know, you want to try and, I suppose, work it out as opposed to say. I'm more for the rebellious <laughs> kind of thing that yourselves. Yeah, and if yeah. say you're playing Waterford in championship, you both refuse to take the field. Well, yeah, if you, if you can get your opponents to do the same thing, then yeah. maybe that would be a, That's a, what a the mark. That's what the GPA is for. That's yeah, what it's yeah. for. And That's in fairness, they are. They're, they're great, like, and they're, they are the voice there. But I suppose, yeah, I haven't had that one now. So maybe we'll, uh, we'll look at our first round championship next year and see who we have, <laughs> if nothing has changed by then. Yeah, didn't the men back when they were trying to do a little protest, like cork uh, hurlers used to oh, go around yeah, in the parade did, with yeah. their socks down and all yeah, silly yeah. stuff like that, you know, just to make a point that we're all the both sets of players did it as a sign yeah. that we're you know unified. See, yeah, but you see, I think you have to have everyone on board. I don't know. Yeah. It, there's not. Are there? Is there players still out there that actually like the scorts? Well, some people like them. Yeah, right. yeah. No, so they're now they're probably keeping their hands down. Like, but uh, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to say. You know, there there definitely are people who don't mind them as okay. opposed to people who very strongly don't want to wear them. All right. Um. Which I obviously am one of them, <laughs> but uh, I say the majority would would prefer to get rid of them. But the, the, yeah, I think you need you need complete unanimity in a, in a team to yeah. to to be doing, making stands like that. So okay, well look, I I'll okay. have to get on to the girls I'll next look, year. I'm not getting involved in it, right? <laughs> well, I'm I'm going to say you you got me to do this now. So <laughs> okay, we'll be back in a second with some analysis of the match. Let's chill the beans. There still is a lot of work to be done yet. Just give us a small bit of time. Just give us a small bit of time. Let's chill the beans. But I tell you, give us a year, year and a bit. Just give us a small bit of time. Just give us a small bit of time. Let's chill the beans. 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 There still is a lot of work to be done yet. Just give us a small bit of time. Just give us a small bit of time. Let's chill the beans. But I tell you, give us a year, year and a bit. Just give us a small bit of time. Just give us a small bit of time. Let's chill the beans. All right, delighted to say fresh from scoring two goals and making a third goal in the All Ireland final yesterday. Ailish O'Reilly joins us on the line now. How's the head today, Ailish? Yeah, it's good. It's, it's fresh as it'll be, I guess. Um, 
No, it was a good night. Um, one that we'll cherish, I think, for a long time. So ready to, to start day two now. You're ready to board the bus and take the cup back across the Shannon, I believe. Yeah, it'll be special um, bringing it back. I suppose 2013 seems like an awful long time ago now. So uh, it'll be special. Yeah, so 2013, I think there's only five left from then. So it's a pretty big turnover of players. Yeah, um, I suppose seven, or seven years is quite a long time when it comes to player development and different players and stuff. So now we still had the backbone, like Sarah Durbin, Heather Cooney, Lorraine Ryan, but then you have the likes of Catherine Finnerty, Neil Panafi, Sarah Spellman coming in and doing the job just as well. Yeah, so like, I mean, you, I read a, a quote from you saying that you didn't appreciate the last one enough, but by God, I'm going to enjoy this one. Yeah, I suppose that was my first year in um, at 19. Um, I was I was so young, I don't think I... I suppose when you go in at 19, you think, oh, look, we won one. We'll definitely win another. Um, and seven years took us to win a second one. So I know how hard they are now to win, and this one's just a little bit more sweet. Yeah, I, saw, I was reading that you were vomiting all the morning of your first one in 2013. Like, I mean, I presume the nerves had calmed down um, for yesterday. Yeah, well, it was funny. Uh, myself and my brother actually woke up in 2013 myself, and my neighbour was some sort of, I don't know, was it food poisoning or what? Oh, right. So, yeah, to, to wake up yesterday feeling 100% was, <laughs> was great. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely another reason to cherish it a little bit more. So goals win games is the old cliche and that came true obviously yesterday and I believe yourself and Neve Hanafy were messing in the car on the way up saying that you were going to go out and score goals. I suppose when you're travelling to training four or five nights a week with each other um, you'd have those chats and conversations. Uh, myself and Hanno, uh, Neve, we play with more as well so we have a special relationship with each other and we can read each other very, very well and we just knew the plan was to stick the two of us inside that you know, we were both dangerous in there and I think we proved it yesterday. Yeah, you definitely did. The, the, your second goal, you had so you had an awful lot of time to think about it. Like, I mean, yourself and Grace Walsh were the last uh, two players in there. When you won it, you were the last one in on goals, but you had a little bit of time. Like, what's going through your head there? Yeah, I suppose uh, it made it that a little bit easier. That Grace actually, I think she ended up she slipped. Um, Emma Cabinet came out all right out of her goals, but thankfully I put it in anyway and not anywhere off her. Yeah, no, you definitely did. I, maybe there was a temptation to go around her because I was thinking, you know, you've, sometimes when you have so much time on your hands, too many thoughts go through your head and you don't know what you're going to do. What you're, what you're going to do. Yeah, that's exactly it. And I suppose I do get a good bit of flagging for my hand-passing goals, so I'm surprised <laughs> I didn't solo all the way in in the hand-pass. But I suppose the fact that I kind of knew she had slipped, I knew I had an extra bit of second to, to compose myself and look. And thankfully I finished it. Yeah, you had a brilliant quote yesterday as well about the championship loss to Kilkenny. You obviously beat them in the league and then you lost to them in the championship and you said we beat them in the league final and the talk was that they beat us in the first round of the championship. What was the point in giving anything away then? We were definitely going to have to play them again. So had you got a trick up your sleeve going into that championship game going, look, we're not going to show all our cards here? Well, to be honest, nothing was actually said from the management about not not having anything up our sleeves. Um I suppose we went out in that championship game and Kilkenny probably had one of their best performances of the season and we still only lost by two points. Um, we had a, quite a lot of changes then from that game to yesterday with Tini Cormican going back, he had Catherine Finnish coming in, with Sarah Spellman. So we knew he had so much, so much left and I think to be Cork and Kilkenny 
Uh, if it would definitely just makes it a bit sweeter. Oh, it definitely does. Like, I mean, you won it the hard way. There's no point in talking and saying anything else. But, uh, like, I mean, did you feel that you didn't get enough credit for beating Cork? Because Kilkenny were four to seven favourites coming into the final. Yeah, but I suppose that's been the topic of conversation, I think, with the Galway team for a long time now. Um, I know we've, like, we've lost the semi-final stages the last few years, but if you look at the scoring margins, they were never any more than a couple of points. So look, okay, they were right to criticise us, but this year, whatever Cottle and the management team instilled a bit of belief and self confidence in ourselves. So we knew we were well capable of beating both teams. Yeah, when you and you definitely did. Like I mean, when you talk about what Cahill, you don't know what Cahill did. Like I mean, I presume he's has he worked on the mental side of your game, or has he just brought in such a setup that you know it's made you feel that you're there's nothing you're not prepared for. Yeah, I was asked that a couple of times yesterday too and I I can't actually like pinpoint it but I suppose this year in particular we won as a team and we lost as a team. There was a work rate from the forwards and as well as the backs. We brought that, uh, we were saying the harder we work, the luckier we get and it just stuck with everyone from 1 to, to 30. Um, he just put a bit of belief in ourselves, confidence and I don't know what exactly it was but it worked for us. Yeah, I d- you did a lot of work on strength and conditioning. I was I heard yesterday on the analysis. Yeah, in fairness, uh, Robbie Lane probably won't get as much credit as he deserves. But we were back in the gym last November, um, probably running rings around certain pitches till April or May. We were wondering when it was ever going to stop. But I think we again there was a lot of talk about Cork fitness. There was a lot of talk about Kilkenny fitness. But it suited us down to the ground. We knew we were fitter than any of those teams, and suited us. And the pressure was on all the other teams. Yeah, no, there definitely was. Definitely seemed to be Kilkenny were weighed down by the expectation a little bit where you, you were going in, uh, you know, a little bit freer. Yeah, well, it's kind of literally like there was an, you know, the idea that they lost the last two finals that they'd ever given right to go out yesterday and win the third. But, you know, they're not easy one. And I think we, we were definitely the better team on the day yesterday. Yeah, well, you got the, you got the goals, definitely. Were you a little bit concerned when they got it back to two? Yeah, you would be naturally, I suppose, when you, a six-point lead goes down to two. But if it was any other year, I would have been exceptionally nervous. But whatever resilience we had this year, uh, we managed to keep our heads. And it's not the first time we've done it this year. We did it in the league final. We did it against Cork last uh, week when Amy O'Connor scored. So not as worried as other years, but I suppose sometimes you'd, you'd have to have doubts. Will things turn or will they not? Well, definitely, because there was that Miss Free, wasn't there, I think? Um, yeah, Carrie missed one, yeah. And then she got a brilliant one Which then after that. probably the only one, yeah, exactly. It's probably the only one she missed um, all day and she got the harder one then. Yes, so, so, fair that... play to her. And, and same in the Waterford game, she kept us in it with the Free, so she's seriously accurate at the moment, only for her. We yeah. probably wouldn't be here today. That, that, that one from a tight angle was to put three in it and that just completely deflated Kilkenny then. It seemed, you know, that was almost like the final nail in their coffin. Come here, just talk to me quickly about the injury to Tara Kenny. Did you use that as a motivation? Did she speak in the dressing room beforehand? Because your team had to reshuffle around then with Katrina Cormack and going back to Mar- Mark Ann Dalton and Catherine Finnerty, who played really well. She, she was playing in the forwards then. Mm. Yeah, well, I suppose... Like once the day we heard it, we were obviously devastated. But you know, she spoke to us in the dressing room. She made sure that look, feel sorry her for her, but we still have an All Ireland to win. You know, she was still part of it yesterday. She was still still on the sideline with us. And um, as you said, Teeny slotted back into six as if she was playing there the whole year. Catherine Finnerty came in and did an excellent job. So you know, I suppose that's 
the whole point of a panel, really. We had Barry coming in at halftime as well. And I think that's what wins All-Ireland. A couple of subs as well made a massive impact. Yeah, no, they definitely did. And your defence, you keep talking about your defence. Kilkenny had scored 16 goals coming into the game and they didn't get a sniff of a goal yesterday at all. There was no chance. Yeah, it was actually another thing that I highlighted in one of the interviews yesterday. Our six-backs have not been given enough credit at all uh, throughout the championship. And to be honest, I don't think Kilkenny even looked like getting a goal yesterday. Um, you know, even Emma Hellebert had to slap back into full back when Durban was on the yellow card and she slotted back in there so nicely. Shawna Healy had probably one of the best the best uh, years I've seen from anyone. Same as Heather Cooney and Rhino. Do you know they're they're solid back there and they've played together now for so long that they didn't get the credit they deserve, but as long as we know within our own bunch that they're just as good as anyone else. That's the main that's the most important thing. Yeah. So Cahill Murray came in halfway through last year. He was the fifth manager in four years. Like are are you a hard bunch to manage or what has he gotten right? Yeah, well, I guess from the outside it's probably what it looks like. But again, as I said, within our own 30, we're the only ones really that are going to know what happened, what the truth was really. But look, that's gone. Um, thankfully, Cahill, yeah, he came in the middle of last year. Um, he didn't probably get a right crack at it. But this year we went back for the first time in a long time, back in November, absolutely no distractions, no meetings to see who was going to take over. So it obviously it proved dividend. Yeah, all that stuff was a bit of a distraction in other years, even though you were getting to All-Ireland semi-finals. Yeah, I suppose it's just the distraction and the, I suppose about the girls, um, are they not happy again? Um, I suppose then you're back in January and you're looking for a manager, then you're trying to find strength condition. So it takes a bit of time, whereas we were back to the start of November last year and straight into it and everyone was into it from the word go. Right, OK, so I presume you've tied him down to a long-term contract last night over a few drinks. Yeah, yeah well, we, hope, <laughs> we hope he's not going anywhere, definitely not. OK, we'll fine. cherish this one, but... I'm sure, I'm sure. Come here, I'll leave you go now. Uh, what's the plan for the week before I let you go? Uh, well, for the week, I'm not 100% sure, but right now we're going to head back to, I think, to Kinnegad. We're going to walk it over to Shannon, then at Athlone, and head on to Lockery and back to Durban's club in Mullia. Brilliant stuff. Listen, thanks for taking the time to talk to us. Um, no bother. Thanks a million. All right. Bye-bye. I'd never be allowed to go off and eat a heap of shite like him and go off a slob or whatever. Like, I was always doing a bit. I all I remember is I thought I was going to get clobbered on the way in there. I threw the ball up in there. I don't know, it was, it was pure luck, no one fairness. Pure luck. Ah, uh, but fucking bullshit, have you seen yourselves? So Anne Downey said after the game, uh, Laura, that Galway were the better team on the day and wanted it more. I found that a strange one in an mm. All-Ireland final. I know hindsight can often you know say that could Galway have wanted it more than Kilkenny who had lost the last two finals yeah I mean I actually just read something with her there and she it was the exact same thing she said they were hungrier and I don't know why and I thought yeah. that was kind of strange as well but it was obviously in the moment you know she was trying to reflect back on what may or may not have happened and I suppose everyone the pressure probably was a little bit more on, on Kilkenny you know having lost those those three the two finals you know and yeah. they I don't know, maybe it ate them up a little bit, but watching the game, you know, Galway's just the, the intensity and the ferocity of it. And, um, you know, you know, they, they did look like they have that, had that bit more desire and hunger than Kilkenny, which is very hard to get your head around considering their, the, the pain and the hurt of, of the last couple of years for them. But um, I just think Galway's intensity just, it nearly dampened any probably 
you know, massive hunger that Kilkenny were, were trying to bring to it. You know, they just they kept trying, and, and Galway just were on the on the um, pressurizing them all the time. So yeah, yeah, it, it is a hard one to get your head around. And I say they'll, they'll be, you know, they'll be doing a lot of serious soul searching and reflecting now in the next couple of months. I'm sure, I'm sure they will. Ailish O'Reilly, like I was saying to her there in part two, she was saying that the strategy was to play it down the middle. Mm. Um, thankfully, we got on break a ball, and I, I kind of noticed that in the first half especially from puck outs they're straight down the middle and the Galway forwards always seem to bunch around where the yeah. ball was landing whereas on the other side then Kilkenny were trying to play I don't know to compare it to Limerick say and the hurling nice mm. measured passes in front of the mm. players where Galway were gone, going more route one would that be fair yeah, to say? Yeah and um, Sarah Healy in goals you know has been a, an absolute fine for them She has it, some puck out doesn't like, she? Her puck outs are incredible the length yeah. of them and from the get go Galway were launching those puck outs straight down the middle between their, their full back and their and their centre back there or Kilkenny's full and centre back and the, the bunch and then enabled the Galway forwards just to make a run and they were just peeling off in behind every single time and they were winning that foot race between Kilkenny you know Kilkenny just couldn't keep up with them with which way they were going and you know even um, that wing, the wing back in there um, Catherine I can't remember the second name so replacement Catherine for Tara Finnerty, Kenny yeah. Finnerty yeah. she played in the like, forwards didn't she I think there was a reshuffle there yeah there was yeah and she almost got a goal off one of those moves from, from the back line there like yeah. so um, yeah their, their tactical I think um Powers, you know, just did, it worked really, really well yesterday. And Kilkenny did try to employ that that kind of nearly, um, it was nearly a cork tactic, that corridor tactic where they all, all the forwards line up in a straight line and uh, and peel off for their puckouts. But they just weren't getting on enough ball, and you know, none of their main players were were um, on enough ball for for them to to be influential enough. Yeah, that's the thing. What what. This bunching and kind of disorganisation, but it's probably organised well, chaos, chaos yeah. kind of thing to it. But it had Kilkenny all over the place. Like yeah, defense, they didn't know how to. There was three goals it. and there was another one cleared off the line by Caelan Doyle. Caelan Doyle, Caelan yeah. Doyle. And then, like, I mean, it just looked like Galway, whenever they got a ball, they were able to run at their direct opponent, draw someone else. And now all of a sudden there's mayhem. Yeah, they just they, they didn't know how to react, and it was from the the very the very start as well. And um, I suppose like what really contributed to it was the two the two midfielders were so fast off the breaking ball. They like, dominated like midfield. Like Neve Kilkenny yeah. and Eve Donahue, like the speed of them onto that breaking the breaking ball from both Kilkenny and the Galway puckouts was just unbelievable. Yeah. And they were setting up attack after attack, and the forwards, you know, were just the, the movement often was incredible. And everyone spoke, I suppose, about Kilkenny's forward unit, um, and and their movement and their interplay, but it was Galway that were causing the confusion and um, they just didn't Kilkenny didn't know how to counteract it at all and I suppose in the second half they, they tried to um, you know bring bring back that sweeper style a little bit to counteract the, the goals but um, you know the, it, it still wasn't enough for them still wasn't enough Eilish said as well like she was she had some great quotes after the game like I was mentioning to her she says this was after the they obviously beat them in the league final and then mm. lost the first round of the championship and she said what was the point in giving anything away today or giving anything away then in for that game we're definitely going to play against them again and we're definitely going to have to play Cork so I'm picturing from that they didn't do this from their puckouts and you know what I mean they didn't do this kind of bunching thing and this was a surprise tactic which makes you know it all the more impressive from Cahill Murray to try something new in a final Yeah no they hadn't they, they, they worked it in one or two but definitely not in, in as many um, of their set plays and I suppose it's a, it's a, a pretty brave move from Cahill to introduce yeah. something like that but it's obviously something that they've been working along um, from a long time and you know I suppose to, to counteract um, 
Kilkenny's uh, forward play as well was was pretty incredible of them, you know. Um, but even in that league final, like they were down an awful lot. They, I think they were down about seven points or ten points at half time, and uh, they were able to 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 bring that back to to nearly two po- or get the win in that, and then to bring it back to two points in, in their championship their round game. But they obviously had a couple of tricks up their sleeves that they they knew they were going to meet the, those two teams yeah. again, you know, and they needed something else and uh, to bring to their game another level, um, which you know you'd nearly expect to see from Cork and Kilkenny, but um, it, it, it was amazing to see from them as well. Yeah, that was impressive. And like you mentioned, their defense, like Kilkenny had. 16 goals coming into the game in the mm-hmm. championship nothing not a sniff not even like a late shot which was nothing you know yeah. going that was desperation at that stage um, how, how did they do that because they lost their wing back um, in the lead up to the game Katrina uh, Cormican went back to Mark and Doyle and then Catherine yeah. and Dalton sorry and then Catherine Finnerty who was wearing 18 she was up yeah. in the forwards most of the time so like their team had to reshuffle and losing one of their main defenders as well. Yeah, like Tara Kelly isn't, you know, a, a, one of their star defenders and they would have relied not, a lot on her for not only her defending but also her attacking play. But um, I thought uh, Katrina Cormican did a, an unbelievable job on keeping Dalton quiet yeah. in, in the first half, you know. And did um, she follow her into midfield in the second half? She must have because Anne Dalton yeah. started the second half in midfield and she came into it a bit but only in fits and starts kind of. She yeah, like she, she, she scored one brilliant individual She got two point. great points, yeah. yeah. yeah and, I think um, the second one was really good she played it off the ground yeah like that the skill of that she, she actually did that I think in both in both of her points she right. was able to, to get the ball back into her hand without taking the three times um, you know which is an incredible piece of individual skill to, to be able to do under pressure and there was two chasing her as well but um, I think she just wasn't you, you know they were trying to get her more and more involved in the game she's a crucial um, piece to a lot of Kilkenny's plays um, but it just uh, the, she was being quietened every time by, by Katrina Cormac and thought she did a great job and there are other defenders like Shauna Healy out there in cornerback she an excellent game as well even in you know when Kilkenny were staging that comeback in the second half when they got it down to two points Katie Power was starting to get on a lot of ball but Shauna Healy you know the, the, their little flicks and, and touches um, creating turnovers um, at crucial points were, were excellent and I thought their their whole back play as, as a unit was, was really really good and yeah. obviously marshalled by um by Sarah Durvin there in the back you know you can see her talking to every line in front of her constantly like she's such a leader on the pitch and, and the girls definitely feed off that Yeah and Heather Cooney with a lovely black card cynical trip in the <laughs> second half did you see that? That was yeah. a behind the back uh, trip so Yeah I know yeah I don't know if many picked up on that now but she, she played, Yeah she played it very very well <laughs> and Heather's been around you know she's been around the block a, a few years now so she knows I suppose what, what she needs to do at, at certain times and uh you know that was that was one of those moments. It's impressive. It's an impressive <laughs> yeah. trip as you're going to yeah, see. Yeah. Um, just no doubt about it. So let's talk about the Galway goals then, because goals win games. And like mm. in fairness, to Kilkenny, they got it back to two, but you, it was just the three goals. It was too much for them. I thought the first goal. It was obviously a brilliant run by Kilkenny. Um, she drew. She drew uh, Ailish O'Reilly's marker. Yeah. But I thought she went too soon. She made it too easy on Neve. She made the decision too easy for her. You know, instead yeah. of maybe backing off a little bit and making Neve have a d- difficult decision to make you know it was yeah. she got sucked in and just left Eilish completely yeah I know and you suppose you'd have to wonder was that a little bit of, uh, I don't know a bit of nervousness on their part they're normally quite good at, at um, I suppose deciding when to go and when to not it's, not, it's very difficult as a defender to make that yeah. to, that timing to be completely correct especially when there's only one last person in, in behind you but um, yeah she did kind of seem to commit a little bit to the tackle Dormer, too yeah. much of a stormer yeah and she had a bit of a, a strapping on the knee she actually got taken off um, I think towards the end of the game I, I don't know was she fully um, you know, Fully she didn't right. seem her usual self. Yeah, she's normally very kind of um, 
fast on the ball and she's also a very experienced player as well so you kind of think that she would have you know maybe let Neve come to her a little bit more and, and kind of could have disrupted that goal a bit but um, yeah. she did make it it was nearly it was just a textbook you know it was, it was a great pass then into Ayla she just drilled it then in past them and you know it was a sucker punch and even the even you know the way she delivered that was just kind of it was very much sending a message out to, to Kilkenny like from the from the start of the game Oh it was a great goal but you know yourself if you're in uh, Neve Kilkenny's position and you're running in on goals mm. and you see somebody's inside and you're like you just want that cornerback to come to you yeah. to make your life easy because if they yeah. don't come to you then you're like shit yeah, what now do I have do? a big well, decision you, yeah, you know what I mean it, it, does, it makes it much harder on you if yeah. you I think back off as long as you can until you really have you know what I mean maybe, yeah. maybe make an effort there or something yeah no definitely as a, as a defender I know myself uh, like you know it, it's it's a very very difficult situation to assess properly and yeah. you know it, it's nearly one out of ten times you actually you, you make it right where you, where you can you stop the ball but uh, like it just I don't know it looked nearly like she kind of gave it to Neve it's so easy you know it just kind of it was nearly like she was just walking through it, you know, but um, no, it was next and pass, and even for her to execute off that pass as well was, was yeah. brilliant. Like, yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about Neve um, um, later on because she this one is one of the best performances I've seen in an all Ireland final, it was outstanding. Elisha yeah. um, Riley was at it again for the second goal, a brilliant mm. run. Um, she got dispossessed then really well by Claire Phelan, it was a lovely textbook dispossession, and then Sarah Spellman hand passed it into Neve Hannafy and she put it away. They're club mates. A um, little bit of scrap, like brilliant yeah. play by Ailish initially, and then a little bit of scrappiness about it. Yeah, it was scrappy. I watched. Uh, I was watching the highlights last night in the Sunday game, and it it actually it looked a bit more scrappier than I had thought when I was watching it in there because the, that piece from Ailish at the start was very that was very skillful. Yeah. yeah, but again, Claire Feeling, you know, she's an excellent player, and um, I suppose Neve Fanfi was very much on, on aware of what was going on and kind of poaching around the square there for that breaking ball. Another player mightn't have, you know, um, pounced on it as quickly yeah. after that. Day possession from, from Clare but it was a great strike as well to connect with it and um, you know I suppose to get it past that number of players that were that were there not as maybe as uh, exciting as, as the first one but definitely you, you know still um, an excellent goal to get that quickly in, into the match Yeah exactly then the third goal was obviously Ailish is this poor defending by Grace Walsh and had Grace Walsh gone in on Ailish at that stage I think there might have been a change there for the second half I'm not sure you were at the game it's hard to tell on television who's kind of marking yeah I think who. Grace had they had changed them there at that stage yeah yeah, and she'd gone back to Mark um, which took Grace out of the game completely then didn't completely it? yeah and she's a very physical and a very um, she's excellent aerial skills as well and I thought I suppose it, it kind of you always have to make that decision of who's going to be taken out of the game a little bit and I don't know why she's the player to, to do that you know um, because she would have been one of their key defenders as well um, but uh, I think Ailish again you know it, it was an excellent um, an excellent run from her and, and a really great finish to that, to that to her goal as well yeah. um, which I thought she dealt with excellently yeah she did I thought Grace Grace Walsh wasn't the greatest defending from no. her she was goal side of her like you know yourself she probably should have been better there you know yeah, yeah. I don't know how she ended up being the last I don't know how, yeah, then. and I felt, I suppose, again with Kilkenny that they just weren't nearly leaving one person exposed a little bit in, in the back line, you know. Um, you nearly, like Kellyanne Doyle got back that, that time for the, the, the save that she made just before half time. Um, but you'd like to have seen that a little bit more, and I felt like sometimes their defenders were a little bit exposed. So then if they did make uh, a mistake like that or weren't, you know, um, tackling brilliantly or defend, defending brilliantly, that there'd be someone else behind them. But yeah. this one seems to be the case. They seem to be blindly following their markers wherever mm. Galway wants. So now Galway are dictating where Completely. they're going. 
So now you've yeah. Grace Walsh left at full back with yeah. nobody behind her because they're all fall. You know, maybe a smart thing to do is their full back just to let the their to marker let her on, go. let yeah. her go. And yeah, and no, they were. They they did seem to be player um, watching, I suppose, a little bit, and that is kind of testament to how well Galway was dictating that the, the forward unit there. You know, they were they really had them on their toes, and they just they didn't they, they didn't seem to know what they what they were doing. No. Like, and they weren't just able to cope with it at all. Yeah, no, exactly. So Anne Dalton went to midfield in the second half, like mm. we mentioned. Why would she not start midfield? Like she's clearly an outstanding player and you've that bit more freedom in midfield mm. and Galway have an exceptional midfield and at wing forward you can be kind of on the periphery a little bit. Depending some games you could be on the ball all the time and then other games you might not be. And I don't know if I was manager I wouldn't want Anne Dalton that up for chance whether the ball might not be going down her wing. Yeah, like I know and I know she played in between, you know, the wing forward and the midfield position throughout the championship and, and um throughout the league. And I suppose I don't know, maybe they're maybe they're they're reason of thought was you know she was coming into the game scoring one two on, on average I think from play and maybe they wanted her in that little bit more close proximity around the goal mate. but I think definitely you know after 15 minutes or so that swap could have been made to bring her back out even in the first half get her back out um, and, and get her involved and in, in more in the game because she wasn't picking up a huge amount in there at all and um, she was very quiet and you know as I said earlier, like she's just a, such a massive player for them and, and involved in so many of their what's good for Kilkenny. Um, so it, it it is a weird one. You, you would think with especially with the two midfielders from Galway, like that that she would have been put in there to mark one of them because um, uh, Megan Farrell just wasn't in it at all in, in for Kilkenny midfield. Like she was completely um outclassed by by um Neve there, and you know that's what probably would would have been made a lot more sense to happen earlier. Yeah, did did when Anna Farrell got a point, there was a half chance of a goal if she kept going and yeah. you think they've three goals we've none it's going to be hard to get this back I would have thought she would have kept going there for that one she seemed to be happy with her point now I know they got it back to two but you know yourself trying to peg back a lead and then yeah. all Galway had to do was get one and now you're knocked back that little bit further yeah and I think like I actually think Anna Farrell did probably one, had one of the better performances out of Kilkenny forwards she was constantly making runs and she is a threat um, up there and it was a good point but I suppose Kilkenny are, are you know they're experienced and maybe they're thinking to themselves we're going to keep picking off these points and it'll come and you know I, I don't think it probably wasn't the right option looking back like in hindsight and the goal probably was on for them but uh, I think it would have given them a better platform definitely to to, to possibly try and get over the line there in the end but um, she did seem she did, like they were taking their points a little bit more I suppose in the se- that second half Yeah at one point in the second half Kilkenny had Kenny got it back to two, two yeah. and then the next puck out Aoife Donoghue won a brilliant break and she yeah. drove forward and there was a free for Galway and it was missed yeah Perry really Dolan e- the easy one a yeah, really easy yeah, one and then yeah. I was thinking Galway could be crumbling yeah, here yeah. you know and, but like I mean they did show a lot of character to because tar- it did look like the momentum was with Kilkenny even though they had the three goals yeah, Kilkenny think, were coming back strong got, I think they got four unanswered points yeah. up until the 42nd minute Kilkenny did and um, that free yeah was kind of uncharacteristic I suppose of Carrie Dolan as well but she she turned it back then about five minutes in. Yeah. She got that incredibly difficult one, yeah. you know, and I think that then kind of signals to Kilkenny and, and to a lot of Galway that supporters. That put three in it again. Yeah, and and that really showed you you know the I suppose the resilience there in the team. You know they they weren't they weren't going to fall down that easily, but it did look like for the for I suppose a couple of minutes around that period with um, Denise Gall, she got a nice point as well and, and Dalton um, that that they were kind of staging that comeback. Um, but I think that I think that free that put three in at the really difficult angle mm. was for a third man tackle on it was. Clear feeling got a yellow for it. Yeah, looked a little bit harsh. I thought. Like, yeah, I mean, there wasn't much in it, but that was that was a huge score because now it's three in it. Now you need a goal. You know. Yeah, I no, think it that definitely deflated Kilkenny, didn't it? I think 
so I think and it, it took the life out of them a little bit and you could actually even see in some of the forwards in, in the last couple of minutes you know they were they did they did actually look deflated um, around there I suppose and um, you know I, I don't know yeah I thought Yellow was probably a little bit harsh for, for that tackle but I said he was um, I suppose letting a lot go but also pulling up on, 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 on some of the, the harder ones actually yeah. with seven yellows in the game A lot of the Galway players talking about the work Cahill did you know and their mental strength and things mm. like that and I suppose that came to fruition and strength and conditioning you know mm. their conditioning to finish it out fair, pretty well it's, it's almost like the whole plan came together on all our final day yeah, I mean, I don't think they could have written a better script for what happened yesterday. You know, it just seemed like everything culminated in, you know, an unbelievable performance. And um, I don't know what he did with their, their mental side of things, but I'd like to know. <laughs> um, but I know that they were working very hard from the, on their um, strength and condition from very early on in the year. And you can see them. Like, they, their, their running game is incredible, but they're also extremely strong within the tackles as well. Like, even, you know, Neve Kilkenny in the middle there, just the, the engine of, of the two of them. Um, and all of the Galway players like they just looked like they could keep on going for another hour there whereas Kilkenny did look that little bit tired um, and I suppose it, it's nice to see when you put in work like that that it's you know it does pay off so um, yeah no more credit to them and um, you know the, the, a lot of teams around the country will learn from them Yeah I don't know about you but like sports psychology is important but for me there's no better sports psychology or, men, or ingredient for mental strength than being well prepared and from what I read about Cahill is that it's an incredibly professional setup. So now mentally you in your head you're thinking we can't be any better prepared. We are ready for it. You know, yeah, that that's yeah. mental strength. It's like it's not like we're missing anything here and I think that a lot of the time because Eilish was talking about not really knowing what he's done for that. But like yeah. you know, you just have a brilliant setup. You need for nothing. You know you've every box ticked. There's no better mental strength than knowing that you're ready, you Yeah, know? exactly no and there's not and I suppose you know maybe part of it was just him reinforcing that that train of thought with two of the girls you know throughout the year and they've always been there thereabouts and they've always done done the work but it was supposed to was trying to highlight that and let them know you know that that's um, that, that, that they have the work done and that that preparation is done and as you said like there's nothing more calming I suppose even going into a game or an important game knowing that you, you've done everything that you can possibly yeah. do and that you know having done that the result will take care of itself once you you, you work hard on, on the day like and yeah. I think you know it, they definitely seem bonded as a unit from that definitely do so they won the double they beat Cork and Kilkenny on the way mm-hmm. to Yaller and they are the D team now yeah they're the, they're the team to, to beat next year I think uh, I, I Ailed Stolen actually after the game forgotten I think they'd, they'd, run, they'd won the league final <laughs> she, there was some interview with her and someone had said and, you, and you've done the double and she's like oh god yeah I forgot about that like but when you think about it you know it's an, it has been an exceptional year for them and um, I suppose it's definitely nice to see that, that rivalry between Cork and Kilkenny um, freshened up, up yeah. and you know an indicator for other teams um, that you know you kind of get there but they did the, the three of them still I suppose are a little bit ahead of, of the chasing pack I yeah. think I thought Sarah Durvin's speech was like every other speech that you hear these days it's every thank you to everybody mm-hmm. I think this should be scrapped because there's so many people in the backroom teams now it just becomes a thank you you know like a wedding yeah. speech and there's no character put into it I thought her speech was okay I thought it was a funny one when she said and what can I say about our county board and I was right here we go what's she going to say and she was 
just complimenting them. I'd I never know, heard that before. Yeah. So I don't know if that's different than the men's game. A county board would never be thanked in, yeah. in, in the men's game. You know, I actually have heard that before on a couple of other Camogie speeches. But yeah, I actually, I read an article there about All-Ireland speeches and uh, how they've just become this painful ah, terrible. litany of, of yeah. thanks. Like, And, you know, what can what can she do now? Only go up and thank everyone. Oh, yeah. Everyone no, else I'm not doing, blaming her. Yeah, I'm blaming the game, not I think the player they, they the game. Need, they, yeah. need to be, uh, they definitely need to be scrapped because you, you just know what's going to be said. And you can't leave anyone out. No. So there's 18 in your backroom team. They all have to be tanked. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So like, where we we've just where do you draw the line? Like, it's <laughs> then this time next year is going to be 24 thank yous. Like, you know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I think uh, I don't know. Scrap them and and just say. Allow players just to say one big thanks and to so, the backroom team yeah. in general, yeah, yeah, and something, and then something from you know from from the heart or from what they want to say. I did think she did speak well though, but um, no, she yeah. did, she did. But it's, it's the same. It's the same. insert yeah. captain speech yeah. here, pretty yeah. much, isn't it? Yeah. It's the line of Irish, and then it's the you know thanking yeah. your teammates, and then the selectors, and leave the manager to the last. What more can I say about him? Yeah. And then. Oh uh, look, I'm I'm do- I've been I've been done with them for a good while now. To be honest, like Cluxton has just brought them to a new oh, level a new of boarding. Level, yeah, <laughs> of yeah. boarding. What do, what do you suggest then? <laughs> I suggest just lifting just the go. cup, lifting the cup, and go. All yeah. the players lift the cup. That the crowd it actually deflates the crowd. Yeah, they're in does. a great mood, and the people who stay behind to hear or to see the cup being lifted. Not all supporters do. Most of them do. They're at fever pitch when the cup's lifted. And then it's just gone. Just, yeah. Uh, yeah. They go out with a stadium board. Right, <laughs> so we'll have to put that forward now for next year. Another one for yeah, your GPA. Yeah, 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 your women's GPA. I'd like to finish up on Paddy Power Performance the weekend. Usually it's a section of its own, but Ailish took up part two, so we're going to do it here. Have a, have a few nominations. First one up is Ailish O'Reilly. We've, we've spoken enough about her. Come the hour, come at the woman. Um, two goals made the other one. Fairy tale stuff. Yeah, she's a, a, she was an excellent performer yesterday um, and, you know, has been all year and it's just, you know, Galway rely on her so much and um, she just brings brings an incredible threat to any forward uh, unit and um, definitely a, a worthy uh, nominee. Yeah, Aoife Donoghue, uh, reminds, type, type of midfielder reminds me a little bit like Jamie Barron or someone like, you know, small, fast, but he's in on everything. Yeah, she's she's involved in every every kind of set play, I suppose. And um, you know the the workhorse, uh, the workout of her was incredible yesterday, and the interplay between her and Eve um, was excellent. And um, she's she's a real, um, I suppose, team player. And while she might not get that. Uh, recognition I suppose uh, that Neve gets you know she still is an incredible part of that that uh, Galway team yeah no definitely is um, Katrina Cormican right so she went back and did a man marking job on Anne Dalton mm. now she started she was picked centre forward mm. has she played in defence before is this just out yeah, of yeah she has yeah um, so it would, wouldn't have been a big deal for her it was a reshuffle yeah not, not like um, frequently but I think she, ha- she has been known to, to drop back a little bit but I suppose it was an excellent move by um, Colin Murray to get her back. She's a very physical, very strong player, also very fast, uh, has a lot of actually experience playing football um, and it's very tactically aware, which you'd need for someone, you know, Mark and Anne Dalton. So I thought she had an, a very, very good game and imposed herself very well, you know, kept one of the best players, if not the best player in, in the country last year, you know, anyway, yeah. uh, out of it for She's a large part. year last year, wasn't yeah, she? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, even after losing. Um but Paddy Power performance weekend has to go to Neve Kilkenny. I don't think there's any suspense about this. This was phenomenal. Four points from play, uh, made the first goal, um, dispossessed uh, Miriam Walsh in the second half brilliantly, was mm. back, just kind of involved in everything. And the catch and the point in the second half was as good as you'll see at any match, at any level, anywhere. 
Galway really needed that because they, were, they hadn't scored in 12 minutes and Kilkenny were rallying yeah. and she caught a puck out and just went straight down the field and stuck it over like I mean this is Roy of the Rover stuff really isn't it a performance uh, it like was, that? She just gave an absolute exhibition of midfield performance or of any performance on, a, on any GA pitch anywhere like it, her it was incredible to watch and um, I just I thought her her skill level and her fitness and her leadership that she shows and what she brings to Galway is just monumental and you know the especially the, that that catch and, and, and point over the bar was just amazing I'd say it'd be replayed now for the next few weeks but she's just um, she's a f- phenomenal player always has been for Galway and you know back in 2014 when they did win as well she was you know very um influential as well so she definitely I don't think there's any question about um, Was she midfield in that in that year? Is I think 13? she might have been her. she used to play up in the forwards a bit so right. I, I can't remember what position she was there but um, either way she's, she's always very involved in the game and just you know gave an absolute exhibition of, of Camogie She definitely did there's no doubt so is she player of the year wrapped up now as well do you think But based on that performance or is there anyone so else from Galway? She definitely be in the running there anyway first like, Who uh, else is in the mix for that? Who will be shortlisted? I'd say Ailish O'Reilly will be as well in, in the forwards, but I don't, I don't know. I'd say that Neville, Neville Pipper at that, like it's just, you know, she's involved in in so much of the play, like yeah. they'd, they'd be kind of be lost without her there, and her, her leadership to pick them up there in that that when they hadn't scored in that little bleak period that they had in the second half, you know, to get that point and that one off her left as well was incredible. Um, so I'd say I'd say she'll she'll definitely be in the run for that. She'll definitely be in the mix. Listen, Laura, thanks very much for coming in. You're welcome. That's thanks all we me. that's all we've time for. Um, we'll be back. With the football show, this is like a bonus hurling show. We ended the hurling show a while ago, um, but we will be back on Thursday with a football show. So we'll talk to you then. Good luck. The GA Hour is sponsored by Paddy Power. Money back as a free bet on any championship match on live TV. If you're losing first goal scorer, bet gets a goal. And when I started running, I suppose I didn't stop. And when I got the chance to go, I said I'd stay going. So I opened up. We're running the small little fish out there, so we are on the... We're trying hard to make it through, but it's hard to get the breaks when you're the smaller fish. Because I love this county so much, you know, and it's just, I'm delighted that the lads, the lads did it for the people of Walford today because, like, I, I'm, heart, I'm heartbroken. I let it go, cause I